for you? And why the hell are you dressed like me anyway? I ain't paying you to be Michael Myers. I'm playing Michael Myers. If them kids come around and see us dressed up in the same s***, you're going to ruin the whole effect. The hell is wrong with you? I said, what you looking at me like that for? Huh? You don't get it? You don't get it? Yo, s*** ain't waking up there or something? You need to take your ass in the back of the garage with Nora. That's your job. Go back there with Nora and help her ass out. Go do your job. I left the back door unlocked for your ass to go out the back into the garage. That's what I did. You need to get the hell out of here. Get out, scoop, skedaddle. Get the f*** out of Dodge. There is nothing to fear except God. Whatever that means to you. Do I look like someone who cares what God thinks? <laughs> You're listening to a podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God. Hello, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. At that intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us, this is the Fear of God podcast. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey. And guys, he was here, but he said, oh, Lackey boy, damn you good why don't you just pat yourself on the back up in here up in here and then he wandered off i'm sure he'll be back in the meantime allow me to welcome you listeners to halloween it's the best time of the year and we are celebrating with a series we have creatively named halloween at Halloween. In this series, we've been charting the career of one of our favorite horror franchise players, that stoic fellow who's been stabbing us since 1978, changing the shape of horror cinema and immortalizing TJ Hooker along the way. We've checked in with him before by way of the initial 78 entry and later with the 2018 sequel, but in Halloween at Halloween, we have been exploring his entire catalog, discussing the lives, the near deaths, the murders, and the memories we made along the way with the one, the only, Michael Myers. Last week, Reed and I endured some quantum mania as we assessed both the theatrical and producer's cut of Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, or is that Curses of Michael Myers? This week, our series highlighting Michael Myers' career continues its middle-aged dad gate with a look at both Halloween H2O 20 years later, that's a mouthful, and Halloween Resurrection. But before we kill the wrong man, 
Permit me to remind you listeners that here at the Fear of God we explore, we don't explain. Except for right now when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at thefearofgodpodcast.com. Things like how to support us on Patreon, as well as essays and team bios, episode archives, merchandise, read! Hey, buddy! Trick or treat, mother f- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> how you doing, man? I mean... I mean... I am... I feel like I'm basically a student of Michael Myers at this point. <laughs> Listen, I want to I want to take a moment and soak in Dude. the reality of this because I believe I believe uh actually there's one there's there's one thing that might spoil this, but I think this Uh-oh. is the first time in your journey through uh horror media, especially for the show that you've completed an entire landmark franchise why i paused was i think you've seen all of the scream movies but i was like yes. so so you've seen all the scream movies but there's only five this is these are like 10 That's films you know like but, you, but, but you've seen all of them now i know we're not talking about the zombie films until next week but you you've seen them all this is exciting and technically for cotton producers cut it's we're at 11 released yeah right? absolutely there's yeah six and then another six and then two zombie wings, and then two DGGs currently. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, your boy, your boy did the homework. You did it. How does it feel? Oh. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> Ask me after next week's episode. <laughs> it's a fair, fair point. Um, after this one, we're gonna have a a a, a, a raucous old time. <laughs> it's gonna um, be so fun. No, yeah, it it's it is it's pretty cool to. To get that notch in the belt, I feel like, I feel like you know, if we had punch cards, mm. I just completed my punch card. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, was... I am, I'm ready. Yeah, uh, you know, to get my free sandwich. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly that's exactly yeah. right. And you know what you do? You get you get another movie. That's what has happened is you've completed it, so you get Halloween ends. That's the prize for you making yeah. your way all the way through that. It's like, oh that's, yeah, it's a reasonable it's, prize. It's like most punch cards. It's like, oh, you've eaten all these sandwiches. We'll give you another one. That's what'll happen. Is we we'll just yeah. we'll just give yeah. you more. Here's another products. sandwich. Like, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like sandwiches. Sure, exactly. One of my favorite. You know, I'm I'm gonna stop you, Reed. Yeah. You know what? This whole this whole Halloween Halloween has been about inventive new ways to employ uh, horror film imagery out in the world. Yes. What you've got me thinking about now is the the horror themed sandwich shop. You know, and it's like a <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Myers using that that big ass knife to chop some yeah veggies and yeah. you know your the cutlery not the cutlery the um the uh, meat. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. machine. Well, he's the, that just sounds terrible. Yeah, the that's machine. right. He and Leatherface, t- you know, take shifts at the butcher. Ooh. You know, like butchering oh. in the back, and then I just got really turned off from this concept. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's it's Freddy who's actually doing the the, the dicing yeah, yeah. and the, okay. and the, that's fair the mincing. Yep. You know, yep. like and yep. meanwhile, Jason's up there like you know staring at you while you ask. He's him. at the register. He's <laughs> he, he's the clerk, and you're just like, will you please just ring me up, sir? <laughs> he's the clerk. He's he just, just looking stares. at you. He's just looking at you. Like, do, do I pay you? And he's just looking at you. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, where do, who do I pay my food? So, yeah. you know, I made this comment a minute ago and I, we haven't really talked about it, but it occurred to me because since, since we last recorded and, and the episode of six 
theatrical and producers i've watched four more films and so it's just again <laughs> i feel tired. like i feel <laughs> oh poor brother <laughs> yes it's like I've it's, it's like four more it's like uh, uh bruce banner at the end of avengers one it's like i'm always tired <laughs> um if you know what i mean um but uh oh what was I gonna say thinking about how much it occurred to me how like Michael, I am. It just clicked with me in mm. one of these movies recently. How he moves is just kind of how I move. It's just, he really has middle aged dad energy in his <laughs> movements. You know what I mean? He just, yes. and I think about, I've, I've thought uh, uh, smilingly about our comment of of six the dorm room michael when he just comes yes. out and he's yes. just, like, just woke up he yeah. may as well he may as well read a picked a wedgie right there it's just like oh man just <laughs> just you know it's he just woke up <laughs> he's just he <laughs> scratches his crotch he adjusts himself he's yeah. just like okay oh yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, you know yeah, yeah i get it That's so funny. anyway anyway yes it has been quite the paced walk through mm-hmm. the halloween franchise indeed. um indeed so so we're gonna get deeper in mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. h2 oh yeah and <laughs> old resurrection um but we got a little bit of business read yes. fogoween oh is near it's upon and us and i don't know how close it'll be by the time this re- this re- episode releases but i know it's a lot closer than it is right now when we're recording so that's true that's a thing. It is. It is upon us. Uh, uh, October thirtieth, All Hallows Eve at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mark your calendar. Uh, uh, join at the ten dollar level. Bump your five up to the ten dollar level if you're already a patron. Come have fun with a bunch of foggers. That's what I say. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait to see everybody again and some new faces probably, which is really really fun. Um, what other businesses there? Okay, so the next bit of business is. Uh, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. It is ever more imminent now. If you want to read the book Cujo by Stephen King, which is our next quarterly King, you have merely a couple of weeks until that episode is going to be releasing. So um, it's a it's a kind of a hearty book. So uh, you know, not as large as you know it or the stand, but under the dome or under the dome, exactly. But um, if you want. To have acquainted yourself with the book, uh, then then now's a good time to start because when we finish Halloween at Halloween, the very next episode that we deliver to you will be the next Quarterly King with all of the usual Quarterly King contestants, and uh, that will the subject will be Stephen King's novel Cujo and the 1980s adaptation uh, film of the same name. So uh, yeah, so get started if you haven't. Just a friendly heads up. I appreciate the heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just this is just one more step in the ongoing uh, pursuit of uh, domination in that very narrow domination. intersection of faith and fear. Yes, <laughs> Christianity and horror genre. Like we're gonna we're gonna be the, the all, if only because now as long as you and I stay friends. <laughs> yeah, just oh, wow. I mean, we're gonna out, we're gonna outlast them all. Reed <laughs> <laughs> forecasting some stuff. It's gonna be yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So watch yourself. Oh. Watch yourself, but. Okay. Busta. Um, <laughs> speaking of Busta, we got to get to uh, the patron mobile. But before we get there, mm-hmm. let me tell you what it is. We are through the Halloween to Halloween series until the very last one. Uh, we are discussing the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done one, two and three today. We'll be looking at four. It's funny because I just measure how quickly I share this in the in the event I'm wrong and reads like, no, well, actually, Nathan, today is three. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Today is actually four. Is not. Today <laughs> is four. I'm, I'm 
really up a creek. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Volume Four from Season Five. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's go to the Patron Mobile. So, about these movies. Holy cow. Man, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So, Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. Now, you had seen H2O with me the same night that we referenced when we were talking about Halloween 2. We watched Halloween 2 and Halloween H2O. But this was your first time seeing it since then, and if memory serves, you'd said you did not have a strong memory for it. You've never seen Resurrection. Um, sort of dialing in on H2O as a starting point, what did you What did you think about it, going back to it? Did a lot more ping up for you? What was the experience like? Um, no, that is a good... You have teed me up oh, well, Reed. I try. Now, did you, do you notice that... Um, I, I swear it isn't just me, but like the 20 years later or whatever, the sub... like. Like, that's part of the titling. Oh, absolutely. It's Halloween H2O colon 20 years later. Yes. Abs- that's so abs- stupid. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely yeah. is. It just gets shortened to H2O by veritably everybody well, who sure. talks about it. But yes, it's, uh, yeah. Which again, just, just it, what, what a series <laughs> to just be so all over the place. You Multiverse know? of it madness, I'm telling you. Oh, all yeah. over the place. You, it's, I mean, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's BVS DOJ, <laughs> right? There was more there, wasn't there? Yeah. No, it's just, it's just, it's just. Oh, just that? Yeah, it's just BVS DOJ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still, still, still. Then there's the ultimate break, edition. Guys. Then there's TUD. Right, right. UV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Um, uh. Uh, but I mean, Halloween H two O. Twenty years later, the title's longer than like, the movie. I mean, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> which I kind of loved about it. Um, so yes, you are correct. And in fairness, when we watched Halloween two and H two O back to back at your place five years ago, it's so weird how <laughs> this is the part of the show where Nathan makes an obvious statement. <laughs> It's weird how context changes how you receive a thing. <laughs> I love how obvious statements must be delivered in accent. <laughs> but, you know, I, I liked those movies then. Um, I, 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 you know, even when we covered Halloween 2 a few weeks back, mm-hmm. I, I still say, you know, I, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's it's becoming a bit more in the middle of the pack, but I, I like it. Uh, but I, I would not have said watching them five years ago that they, that they impacted me. It was more like I'm watching these with my buddy who I just started a horror thing with. And okay. You know? Yeah. So flash forward to old 2022. <laughs> and I don't remember what I texted you. I just tried to look it up, but, but effectively, the added context of just being fully enmeshed and uh, having purchased 
property in Haddonfield, <laughs> you know, and let me tell you, real estate prices are nuts, but not in Haddonfield, not in Haddonfield. Oh, you can get no. some very competitive real priced real estate. They'll in pay you. Don't ask me why. Yeah. Don't ask me mm-hmm. why. Yeah. But <laughs> I've got a sinking suspicion. Uh, one family's to blame for this. However, so now that I've taken up shop in the, the, the little town, I have a much greater comprehension uh, of the broader context of the whole franchise, much greater sort of understanding of the character of Laurie Strode. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, it's more, it's it. Uh, uh, getting back to the H2O of it all, um, I love its efficiency. Mm-hmm. I love its economy. It's, it's almost impressively economical for what it could have been in terms of absolutely over overwroughtness and i just really dug it mm-hmm. i mean mm. i've in the in the run of watching all these films i've not gone back to 2018 yet but there are two scenes in h2o that did for the energetic nathan spirit what none of the others have done yet mm. and uh, two two kind of spikes in the film that are just badass and mm-hmm. and and the 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 layers of context the newfound comprehension of the the broader franchise just gave a whole new affection for so mm. so yeah I mean I, I think um you know spoiler alert uh, our last patron segment of Halloween at Halloween is going to be Reed and I ranking maybe our top five definitively our top three mm-hmm. uh, of the franchise and and. Uh, I would say this film has cracked at least the top five and, mm-hmm. and just on this single rewatch, yeah. um, you know, so no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this viewing of it. I think I said on our episode with Blake that the trailer for Halloween H2O was largely responsible. I had seen the original Halloween m- more than once by that point, but the trailer for Halloween H2O was largely responsible for my engagement with the franchise writ large like i was super energized by that trailer uh saw h2o in the theater got very excited about just everything regarding its release and h2o is the one of the halloween sequels now the 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 david gordon green films over time might put this statement uh give the statement a run for its money but up to this point h2o is the film i revisit most often and revisit with the easiest uh, and least resistance. Like if I'm just in the mood for a little Halloween and, and I want to re-engage something, I am sometimes almost more prone to revisit H2O than I am the original Halloween. Part of it is it's brevity. It's light in just a lot of different ways, but also pretty fun. Um, so if I need that button pushed, uh, chances are strong. I will go to H2O to sort of scratch that itch. And so, uh, yeah, it has long been, a favorite of mine among the sequels. Um, I still love it, even for some things that I would point to and say like, yeah, that's a bit on the nose. Yeah, that's a bit cheesy. That's a bit too meta. That may be a bit silly or whatever else that you may objectively criticize about it. I just I just love this film. It's just, it's got the right energy. It's got the right pacing. It's brisk. Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, can't undersell that her presence here is is really, really crucial to this film's success. She's just, by that point, she was a well-established actress, 
knew exactly what she was doing, how to command the screen, how to navigate her way around the story. Uh, she's always been talented, but she really exhibits, you know, a, a tremendous amount of skill at what she does. And uh, yeah, it's it's great. Let's so. let's do this. Let's let's uh, highlight a moment or two from H2O introduce resurrection. And then sure. that ain't right. Both of them. Yeah. That's um, good. You, you, you directly referenced it last week. Um, I will let you reestablish it because of, of the import you've assigned to it. Uh, so there's two, the two main scenes I'm talking about is the one I'll let you have. Uh, but the other one is again, a scene like this only truly works or I'm sorry, works at its best if you kind of know uh where where all we've been and there's a scene you know that it again it's an impressively lean story yes um you know even for something as kind of silly as you know new identity type stuff that that they have for lori and i don't mean silly like it's dumb it's it's not it it's kind of what you need to to do what they try to do Mm -hmm. um but there's a moment late in the film or, or maybe at the midpoint ish where it's clear Michael's present. Uh, Lori has evacuated the, the property of the campus. She's a head min- head mistress at. Yep. And uh, assumedly she knows he's on the grounds. And what she does is at the gate, she, she breaks the, at the mm. gate to the, the, the entrance of the, the campus. She breaks the mechanism that would, reopen the gate thus locking herself in with michael yeah and she turns and just with in that way that the prototype final girl in horror cinema does yells into the air michael's name Mm. yells michael twice and right under it uh is the strains of the score oh so great And, and i mean it's it's chill inducing. You're like, that is awesome. Yeah. It's um, great. Because honestly, read what I thought about in, and this, this movie leans this way, mm. um, kind of structurally, but you know, you, you love to highlight your affection for like Freddie versus Jason, the film, like sure, this yeah. is effectively Lori versus Michael, the movie. Absolutely. Yes. In a way yes. that even, 2018 isn't quite correct in its structure. I agree. Like this is there's a, there's some throat clearing to establish scenario, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but by about the midway point, any other ancillary character is out of the picture, mm-hmm. and now it's just 30 minutes of Michael and Laurie hunting each other. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty badass. It's great. Yeah, no, I I love that. Um, we are not doing this, and I'm not proposing this. It'd be you'd have to rewatch the movies, and that that's just not happening for either of us. But if we were making a a list of like favorite non kill moments, that moment you just cited, you know, like might make a list, just a whole franchise of just like you're right about the energy, you're right about the way just the whole scene works. And for me, rivaling that, uh, and I think this was the other moment that you're graciously letting me uh, spill in detail. Rivaling that is that moment. And it is a trailer moment, but uh, where her son and his girlfriend, Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams, respectively, are running away from Michael, who has emerged and is chasing them. They make it. There's this there's this little like entryway that has a lattice gate right on the outside of it. But it's only like 
two feet. It's, or, I mean, well, yeah. maybe, you know, uh, three it's to small. five feet at most. It's very, very small. And so they have made it to the inside of that lattice gate and closed the gate so that they, you know, they're behind some sort of barricade, but then they can't get into the building. The building is locked. And so they are screaming for someone to let them into the building while Michael has made it to the gate and is reaching his arm through the gate, slashing at them. It's a really sort of tense and suspenseful scene. And then just as the door opens, because Lori has arrived and she opens the door to let her son and his girlfriend in to the safer room, Michael is also getting the lattice gate open so that it culminates into this one just amazing shot where she gets the main door closed again and there's a little, you know, think a, a, a sunroof, like a you know, little skylight circular window in the door. And uh, so she gets that door closed and then it's her on one side and Michael in his mask on the other side. And it is, it's such a great visual image. I love it yeah. so much. And to your point about how H2O really could have been called Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers or Laurie versus Michael. Like this is, that's what this film is in many ways. And I think that's part of why that, that central focus is part of why I think this film still works so well after, you know, even 20 more additional years. Um, I th still think that's why this film is still uh, so arresting and resonant uh, is just because it's focused so cleanly on getting to and delivering Laurie versus Michael in, in a pretty great payoff. It is funny. I'm, I'm not adding this to the list of increasingly impossible things Michael Myers does in these movies. But, you know, a thing this franchise just really yada yadas and I don't care ultimately, but is is michael's capacity for skillful driving especially over long distances <laughs> yes. i mean it's just like <laughs> really <laughs> okay you know <laughs> i kind of don't believe you, Look, you know? <laughs> <laughs> somebody's been giving him lessons <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man I youtube get it. um okay so those are a couple highlights from H2O. We will return to that ain't right kills uh, and and or Hall of Fame and if what if all we have left if all we have left for our H2O discussion is kills Hall of Fame and toys and stuff. I do want to call out that there are there there are two things about H2O, and then I know we're going to get to resurrections. Just yeah. probably won't be another place to to cite this. The two other films that I feel like H2O really should treat like cousins, uh, possibly even siblings are Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho and Scream. Because Kevin Williamson, who wrote the original Scream, was a producer on this, and this very much has like a Scream sort of flavor vibe. They're both with Dimension Films. H2O was only like two years after Scream was released. Won't go into a ton of that, but the Psycho references are all over the place. Obviously, Janet Lee is in it, and, that, and she was the original heroine from... Uh, psycho played Marion Crane, but I even like there's little things like when Josh Hartnett's friend is talking to him about his relationship with his mother, and he says, 20 years from now, you're still going to be living with her, probably running a motel in the middle of nowhere." I'm like, "That's, yes, that's Psycho, that. yeah." And yeah. then when I love that when Janet Lee is having a brief exchange with her, first of all, she cites the line from the OG film where she said, "It's Halloween, everyone's entitled to one good scare." So little callback there. But then she says this, and I wrote this down. She says, if I can be maternal for a moment, we've all had bad things happen to us, which, again, is a nice touch because it is literally Jamie Lee Curtis's mother talking to her. And she says, if I can be maternal for a moment. And then when she turns, just you know, pour a cold one out for the lovely, wonderful, 
horror icon, uh, the original Scream Queen, Janet Lee. She turns, and when she walks back to her car, a little piece of the Psycho score refrains underneath her, huh. and it is the she is going back to the car from Psycho that she was driving oh, wow. across country. So, like you know, all of that is right there. And this was Janet Lee's last feature film. It wasn't her last uh, acting role. She appeared in a couple of TV shows after this. Uh, but this was her last feature film appearance. Somewhat appropriately, the final line that she ever said in a in a feature film that she was featured in is "Happy Halloween," which uh, I think is very mm. lovely. And I just wanted to pour a cold one out for the lovely Janet Lee um, before we yeah. move on to the other stuff. So, yes. Um, no, I, I appreciate you taking the time for that. Speaking of things, I appreciate mm-hmm. <laughs> Halloween <laughs> resurrection. My man. <laughs> oh, we go from, what, what is this? <laughs> one end of the spectrum to the complete other end. Should have been oh, called Halloween word. reversal. Like, Oh my God. We're just like completely going backwards here. Whew, so I how, mean, Oh man, this is a movie. It happened. <laughs> it got is, made. It did get made. It did get made. So Halloween Resurrection, briefest of summaries. We can we can talk a little bit more in depth if we want to about the first 15 minutes of it. But after a basically 15-minute short film, which for all intents and purposes has nothing to do with the rest of the film, but for the first 15 minutes of it, it kind of closes the loop on everything that you saw in H2O, which again, we can get into in more details in a minute. And then after that, it proceeds where Michael Myers uh, goes back to his house where there is a, a, a an internet-based entertainment service. Reality show. Reality yeah. show that is sending six <laughs> presumably university students, but basically extremely exaggerated caricatures into the Michael Myers house to try to survive the night while people watch. And, you know, the show is called Dangertainment. And they are spending the night in the Michael Myers house, completely oblivious to the fact that Michael Myers has traversed his way back to the house, where, of course, you can imagine he begins picking them off one by one. Um, and that, while everybody watches from, like, cameras that are attached to the contributors and are loaded up in the house, and everybody's watching on the internet, apparently, but we really only see one household watching from the internet. And uh, and then, you know, Buster Rhymes is in it, as is Tyra Banks. And... Uh, that's Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> That's about as is Starbuck. Oh yeah, Katie, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's in there. Um, or Bo Katan, as she's these days known. Yeah. Um, this is a. It's it's such it's so fascinating watching this franchise try to exist, and <laughs> and 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 try to figure out what the hell it is, one entry to the next, and no and joke, no joke, like this. I texted you. I was like, it's like they learned all the wrong lessons from Scream. It's like this is this movie is trying so hard. And it's I don't ask me to define it. Don't ask me to to know how to articulate it properly, but it's so of a kind with like a and I know what you did last summer, that that sort of crop of mm, mm-hmm. late nineties, early aughts, like just everything is a carbon copy version of everything else type yeah, of horror, mm-hmm. horror movie. Mm-hmm. And and what's kind of unfortunate is like, on the one hand, you want to applaud, you know, just trying to break the mold a little bit. Sure. Um, it, it is, 
it is definitionally franchise management. It is. We have mm-hmm. this character, Michael Myers. We don't totally know what to do right now, but he's a he's cold-blooded psychopathic killer. And, you know, this whole internet thing is a thing now. Let's, let's, what if people are watching? You know, it's, it's. A- absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is franchise management. It is, it is a movie by committee. Uh, it's got pretty people. It's got naked people. It's got murder. It's got Michael Myers. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's it. it. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's kind of, well, it's got a pop star or two, <laughs> you know? Yes. This is as far as I am aware. I could be completely wrong about this, but in the, in, in the rudimentary research I've done over the years, um, this is, I believe the only installment in the Halloween franchise that began conceptually as a non Michael Myers idea that there, Oh, the, that's clear. Yeah. The, the idea was, uh, originally to try to sort of explore this idea of, well, we have this thing called reality shows that are kind of fake, but they purport to be reality. What if we flipped that script and showed something that people thought was fake, but it was actually real? And you have like a real killer, you know, picking off these people while the internet watches right. and thinks it's all fake. Well, then um, I, I don't remember the story. I'm not even going to try to sort of piece together from fractured memory how this happened. But somewhere along the line, the writer of that screenplay was in a pitch meeting for a new Halloween movie and basically overlaid Michael Myers onto this original concept. And that, and, and so then that began to gain some traction and proceeded from there. Originally, Laurie Strode was only going to be like a 30-second cameo in the opening, but Jamie Lee Curtis was very insistent that if she came back, it would be to close the chapter on Laurie Strode because that was her original vision for H2O. She wanted H2O to simply be the end of the saga, at least as far as she right. was concerned. Um, but then they were like, oh, you know, want to have you back or whatever. And so she's like, yeah, if I, and they even wanted to leave her death ambiguous, but she was like, nope, if I'm coming back, my character is dead. <laughs> like there's, there will be no return for Laurie Strode. And that, and, and therefore, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, when we get to, <laughs> David Gordon Green's version. That's why never they say never, Jamie Lee. Exactly why they kind of had to completely ignore that. But um, but yeah, this this film's a mess, man. It's a it it's a real okay, mess. Okay, well, some highlights. I actually love the actor Luke Kirby. He, mm. he really does not deliver in this movie. Which uh, in the way I'm kind of used to him. Which character he is, is he? The, he's the he's the dude who he and the girl attempt to get it on in the basement oh He's i know who you're talking like, about yes kind of scuzzy mm, yes. scuzzy fella mm-hmm. but 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 he's in miss mazel um i first really came to appreciate him because he's on slings and arrows from oh okay ago. yeah i remember um, that show uh so really like that actor i mean there's there's a it's, a it's a fair cast i mean it's a little odd cast but um you know reed <laughs> as we discussed these Halloween films, we thought Donald Pleasance chewed some scenery. <laughs> well, then Busta joined the franchise and he was like, Oh my mother in <laughs> beer. Oh my gosh. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of one of the, one of the many reasons I'm not a fan of the, the first David Ayer suicide squad film release the haircut. I'm just kidding. Oh um, no. But, um, 
sorry, sorry, sorry. Everyone needs to get the movie they want. Um, but <laughs> it's because of how clear there's a, there's a moment in Suicide Squad where you saw Will Smith's contract on the screen. Like, oh. like you could see the, the legible paper and ink because <laughs> no one else really gets this except Margot Robbie, which again, you know, but it is a, it is a close up of Will Smith in a hero moment. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, I get it. I get it. Um, but that's, that's kind of in, in low key format, what Busta's presence is in this, like mm-hmm. every, uh, um, I'll give him some credit here. Uh, Matt Murray, he was like, they gave him like five or six hero lines at the end. You know, it's just, <laughs> he just keeps getting another, you know, hero line with, with dramatic ways of saying the F word. Oh um, my God. I mean, it's, it's a thing. You know what else is a thing? Reed lackey. What else? Is There's a, thing? a scene in this movie where one of the cast members for Dangertainment shows up at Busta's hotel room door <laughs> I would, inc- I, w- I kind of want people to watch this movie just because it's so. You have to see nuts. it to believe it. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a part in this movie where you you know those actors are not talking. I don't know who they're talking to. They're, they're not, not talking, talking to, to each other. other. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it, it is. It is. I mean, it's. It. Oh my gosh. It is. Uh, she says a scripted line rather robotically. Beat cut to Busta. He says a scripted line in Busta. Beat. <laughs> cut back to her she says a scripted line robotically i mean it is <laughs> i was watching i was like whoa here we are we just come to a creaching a screeching halt here lord in the middle of, of this movie lord um, of mercy yeah this is this is wild that's a wild it's, movie it's such a wild movie and yeah and and honestly like i used to praise the outright so i saw this in the theater as well and I used to praise the outright guts of the opening 15 minutes saying, you know, like, hey, this kind of works as like a short, insulated little Michael Myers short film. And while I still find it a fascinating artifact, the the, the presence of the new David Gordon Green films kind of condemns this to larger relevance, which uh, basically eliminates any reason except for Buster Rhymes to ever watch Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> like Buster Rhymes is now the only reason. To watch Halloween. Well, what becomes fun about the ebbs and flows of the Halloween franchise is is the the question that uh, uh, starts every movie in your head. We're like, okay, so how are they bringing him back? You know, (laughs) because yeah, it's a Halloween movie, and H two O. I'm sorry, Halloween H two O. Twenty years later, (laughs) uh, ends with a rather decisive decapitation. Oh, indeed, on the part of Laurie Strode to. Michael Myers, maybe, and then, yeah, then uh, Resurrection, as its title implies, uh, opens with two orderlies wandering down a hall towards what we come to find is is a you know just sort of well she's not drug addled she's she's very much present of mind. Um, uh, Laurie Strode and 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 one orderly says she decapitated a man Halloween three years ago, <laughs> and the other orderly says, "Oh my God, she killed the wrong man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like here we go okay you know, okay whatever there I mean, it is y'all don't care i no. guess i don't you know <laughs> <laughs> they actually conceived that at the end of h2o because they desperately wanted a way to be able well, to sure. bring it back yeah. and so so that was why at the end of h2o that's literally why that small little shot is included where the guys like toying with the mask or whatever is so that they had an out they had a pivot that they could uh 
latch on to for something later. They took so it. They did. They took it. They did. Um, okay. Let's jump into some segments, Riri. I want to Let's do it. add one to the list because it crosses over both of these films of the increasingly impossible things Michael Myers does in these movies. Oh, yes. Because okay. let me tell you, Michael Myers, he is, he is a maestro <laughs> with a knife. Like, he is methodical. They should have called him methodical, Michael. Um, <laughs> he is methodical. He, he, he is in no rush to get anywhere. But... He decides to level up in H2O and then does it shows us this talent again in resurrection when my man does a one arm reverse pull up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that happens. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Now we're just showing off, Michael. I love how it's like, you know, they're sitting around in the writer's room and they're just like, okay, what what what's what's a new power michael can show because that's you know that's that's really all this he's a super villain like you just got to keep up in the ante with with what he's capable of <laughs> but it's like okay is this the movie we finally have him run like ah, no don't do that can't do it can't nope. do it yeah what if i mean this this question came up with four with uh return of and uh they're like what if he finally uses a firearm like wait a minute no nope. firearm but as bludgeoning tool you know <laughs> as in, as spear stab. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, stab. we finally get to h2o and they're just like okay they, they've got the big whiteboard in the writer's room it's all everything scratched out but over there in the corner one of the writers had written down his workout regimen for the day and the, one of the other writers comes in from lunch and gets a little confused or like i like it let's do it let's do that one arm pull up Michael Myers. Oh my it's, gosh. Like, I want to say it's dumb, but it's kind of like, okay, hats off to like, you. You know, sure, you did that. Sure. It, 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 ha- <laughs> it happened. I even had, <laughs> it, rem- it reminds me of a you know, Christmas, but why, why, <laughs> you know, it's like, why, why Michael? I mean, really? Did, like that's, did you ever watch what you're doing? Did you ever watch Chappelle's show? Um, there was this Prince bits and bits and pieces. There was yeah. this Prince episode where he, pl- he's, he's playing the character of Prince. And supposedly it was like this basketball game that people had played with Prince and then <laughs> Prince, Prince dunks. Yes. And when he dunks, he like holds on to the thing, <laughs> but then he releases it and holds on to one hand, but then he releases the other arm and he's still like right there up by the net and it just lowers down. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's so funny. That is Michael Myers increasingly impossible thing. Okay. Um, okay. okay. So read. It is time for the part of the show where we discuss of these films, the things presented that are not just wrong, but might be called that ain't right. sure as hell ain't right that ain't right funny little story here that andrew nelson's ears will perk up at so i went and re-listened to halloween 2018 mm-hmm. fear of god episode mm-hmm. but when i'm re-listening to stuff of ours i'll i will speed it up a little bit just you know oh. life is short and <laughs> uh if you listen to the that ain't right jingle on one and a quarter at least i don't i don't well, i might have done one and a half it turns into a real rocker just FYI. Ooh, I'm going to have to try yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. You should give it a try. try so, Reed, we're talking about the That Ain't Rights of H2O mm-hmm. 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Give me a That give me a that Ain't Right. Okay. We're saving kills. Yeah. But yeah we're saving. So, so, <laughs> so 
I didn't have much for H2O that would qualify as like, that ain't right, particularly where it's not related to a kill, to your point, to where sure. it's not related sure. to a kill. Um, but I will say, because it happens every single time, this happens in any, whether it's a comedy, a horror film, anything, anytime somebody has to even come close to reaching their hand into a garbage disposal, that mm, whole scene, yeah. I'm like, nope, 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 not going to do it. Not, I'm, I'm not going to reach my hand in that garbage disposal. I'm not. They look over at the light switch. I'm like, don't look at the light switch. That's just going to turn it on. Like, you're just going to summon chaos to your hand, yeah. putting, putting it in there. Yeah. So that whole scene, yeah. I mean, it does build into a kill, but that whole scene, I was like, this is one moment I'm not going to watch. Like, I'm not going to watch this moment. I'm just, I, 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 I can't do it. So, well, yeah. and to your point, presumably you've seen the Halloween Ends trailer. There's definitively a garbage disposal oh, moment in the trailer. God. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. It makes me think a lot of the leftovers garbage disposal moment. Um, yeah, I w- I, that's a good that ain't right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Reed, on the list of that ain't rights, if you were to, you, you just did so. If you were to li- if you were to name objects in the world that by their very existence could be called that ain't right, on the list, yes, would be a garbage disposal. Additionally on the list would be a dumbwaiter. Has anything <laughs> good ever come from a dumbwaiter? I mean, the answer is no. <laughs> What's funny, if you think about it, is can you think of a piece of cinema or media that uses a dumbwaiter in an innocuous way, in a benign way? No, no you can't. I can't. Because no. the only time a dumbwaiter ever exists in film or media, film or TV, is because somebody's going to die in it, someone's going to get stuck mm-hmm. in it, someone's going to fall in it, someone's going to get crushed by it. Like, that is yeah. why a dumbwaiter, mm-hmm. it is it is Chekhov's dumbwaiter, just period. <laughs> like, you see a yeah. dumbwaiter, you know someone's getting stuck, mm-hmm. slammed, crushed, squished. Something. They something call, yeah they call it a dumb waiter she called it yeah they should call it a damn waiter like damn waiter waiter like, damn waiter oh <laughs> like, <laughs> you see it on screen oh damn waiter <laughs> oh, all, the sur- all the listeners who are servers in life they're like oh what they just had a ptsd moment <laughs> no um, kidding so yeah dumb waiter just not good nothing nothing right. good ever comes from that um i will say there are a few small moments in this one, uh, in res- in uh, H2O. Uh, there's a really great ominous moment when Michael casually walks behind LL Cool J at the car. Yes. Like it's a really, yeah. it's a really good, really good moment. Because there's something wise, there's something savvy about this film and its geography. You're like, I, mm. I kind of understand the literal layout. Not that I know every dorm room or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that, but just like, it's a confined space that isn't the Myers house. Yeah. You know, un- unlike where some of the Thorn trilogy goes, you're like <laughs> Roy Kent, Michael. Yeah. I don't, I don't really worry about it in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that was the that ain't rights for, um, you know, goodness gracious, trying to toggle between these movies in my head as we're talking about. It's this is quite the chore and challenge. It's difficult. Um, those were the that ain't rights for water, Halloween water. Uh, now <laughs> it is time for resurrection. Um, and I, I I don't know exactly now. Oh, that's so, kills. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess I could. So there's one specific moment that I cited for that ain't right. But worth noting as an asterisk to this moment is just the whole super pervy 
nonsense from pretty much every guy in this movie. Uh, except it's not a good look. No, it's terrible. Except for you know, like Busta doesn't really do much of that, but not a lot. You know, in fact, the hotel scene, I thought that's where it was going. Yeah, and I was like, but- oh well, they're not in the same space, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's like, he can't see her, so he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, so, um, so he pat himself on the back. That's it. That's it. That's all. Man, the camera just goes, we'll get there. But um, like, so, but just, yeah, all of that. And that culminates in the one like attempt at this movie's, you know, attempt at a sexy time scene. And then you have the freaking walls cave in, freaking skeletons yep. fall on everything. And I'm just like, this is. That's too much, y'all. Like, I just can't, like, uh-uh. Like, I just can't. That It just ain't right. Like, and I know that the skeletons wind up being fake. That's, a that's a, like, a reveal in the movie that they, that a lot of this dangertainment sort of idea has been um, fabricated, which, oh, surprise, surprise. But um, it was just initially that moment where it's just like, first of all, it isn't a good look. They are, th- these people all are, just need cold showers and to shut their mouth. But then in that moment, individually, you just have just a ton of skeletons breaking through on sexy time. And I'm just like, that that, that ain't right. Like, I can't. Like, no. Ain't right. I really don't want to read too much into the uh, Weinstein of it all with this. Difficult you know, not to. But but I, I didn't think about the Weinstein aspect in watching it. But in watching it, I did think, that gum, man, like. There's, there is no, there is no, uh, uh, nuance to the presentation of the sexuality in this movie. Mm-mm. It is Mm-mm. scuzzy dude, you know. Oh my gosh. Like, like, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's not a great look. Um, okay. If I had one, that ain't right. And I, well, is it a, that ain't right? Is it a, that so right? I don't know. <laughs> is it, but, a, is it right? <laughs> <laughs> is it right? I mean, you be the judge. <laughs> that, that's the end of that sentence. You be the judge. Does read? I rewatched this scene right before we recorded to kind of gauge. Did I read the scene correctly? Does Busta take a take a <laughs> live wire to Michael's Myers? Like it yes. is. Yes. I'm like they they did that. Like it's that. It's Michael's Myers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's a little little crotch pot cooking. Yeah. He's just like. He's just, <laughs> Just right there at his uh, unmovable Michael. You're gonna squeal for this, you know? Like, <laughs> dang. He starts talking. He's know. like, "Whoa!" He drops the facade. Like, man, too too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you finally get Michael talking. <laughs> Whoa! Like, oh, there are rules yeah. here. Okay, no, like, no. sir. No, sir. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Live wire to <laughs> too the Myers. far. You know that moment and like th- that whole climactic encounter just reads like. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is, we, we talked about H2O being largely this, this sort of mythological culminating conflict between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. This it's what if Buster Rhymes got in a fight with Michael Myers? Like, I mean, basically it's, yep, yep. it's kind of like, it reminds me of like the Muhammad Ali versus Superman comic book from the seventies. Like it, it is that kind of thing. It's like, Oh my God, all this build up in order to just have, yeah. Trapper Buster Rhymes fight basically. Michael Myers. Yes, basically. Oh my gosh. It's just It's wild. Yeah. It, it is wild. And I'm not even it. saying I really mind it. It's just it is a choice. It <laughs> yeah. is a thing that happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Hard to deny. Hard <laughs> to deny. But yeah, yeah. yep. Uh Michael gets it in the Myers. That's exactly right. Um, so 
Yeah. Do you have any more of that rants you want to no. throw out there? Because no, we got no, we got no. some ground to cover, Riri. Oh, here we, we go. Got some, we got some, we got stuff. some kills to cover. That right. has been the part of the show where we talk about things that aren't just wrong but are not. That ain't right. That sure as hell ain't right. No, All right. no, 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 no. Read. So um let's do let's do let's let's flesh out this toy line of these two films oh okay because honestly I, I don't have a ton so maybe you do but honestly Not maybe uh marsh maybe martial arts busta should get added to the list <laughs> um uh for h2o i've got two for res i've got a couple um i've got two uh, i think i have two for res so yeah okay no i only have one for res all right so um for h2o the only I do have pull up Michael. You know, I don't know. He's 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 so got. You called him pull up Michael. What? I called him drop down menu Michael. Like that's <laughs> because okay. it's sure. the same exact moment where it's just like you know like yeah. pig, but yes that moment where it's just like oh yeah you you attach the bar to the playset and then Michael yeah. just like wait, 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 wait. he just like pulls himself up, drops himself down, pulls himself yeah, up. Re, yeah, re re. Now you know you could do in the spirit of the Myers House dilapidated <laughs> playset. The dilapidated Myers house place that you could do the the dining hall of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I, I don't, I it's don't a good know set. How, there's not a whole lot of action that happens there but honestly now it's making me think of the old wrestling figures with breaking yes. you know breaking mm-hmm. stuff like oh yeah the rings break would away, collapse breakaway tables yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. I'm yeah. kind of down okay you get your Lori Strode it's a two pack it's a two pack <laughs> of Michael and Lori um, great and you just pair it with the playset and off you go That's the only awesome. other one i had for h2o this was it's it's kind of weak but i like to give my michael's sort of variety okay i called him purse michael it's when purse, he just purse michael okay purse michael because he grabs the purse in the public bathroom it's maybe uh, maybe mm. you can call it ex- accessories michael oh you know? just ooh, yes accessory comes, michael. It's, it's it's one more way to get another michael with some accessories this I, is how these toy companies do this they want yeah. you to buy the variants, the sure, variations. exactly. Any, any other for H two O for you? I I called him Botox Michael when the mask itself needs a facelift <laughs> because man, okay, like the ma- If you're looking at the masks, the masks seem to age as you get through. Like you almost like when when we got in Curse of Michael Myers and he's like dorm room Michael. Like dorm room Michael is also like <laughs> adult night college Michael. Like he is. He is that that mask. There's a bong under that mask. Yes, that that mask has been through some stuff. It has seen some unreasonable things. But then you get to <laughs> H2O and that mask is vibrant, man. Like he has been to the fountain of youth with that mask. It is thin, it is tight, it is the hair is like styled. It's well quaffed. Yeah. Yes, this is Botox mask Michael. So you had great value mask okay. Michael and this is Botox mask Michael when the face when the mask needs a facelift. It's so, the real deal. That's right. So that's yeah. all I had for, okay. for H2O. So, okay. Okay, well, why don't you kick us off for Res? The only, so I did have. Th- there's a version of this now. It wasn't the character of Freddy, but I had. I, I called it Busta Michael, and he's got a. It comes with a little. He <laughs> <laughs> comes with a little. Try me. No, it's got double meanings. It's it, like it, a yeah, mi- yeah. that could be the the stuffed Michael you give to your child. It's Busta Michael. You you beat it up. It's the one you wrestle with. <laughs> <laughs> that you you jump on it's like a big pillow michael that's yes. your busta michael yeah. it also could be where you're going with yeah, it yeah exactly and i'm just like he comes with a little try me button and when you press him this michael talks like 
This is the only time we've seen a character underneath a Michael Myers like mask that start like, you ain't supposed to be here yet, man. You scared me. Like, why are you doing over there? This is not your shot. You go over there. And I love how Michael like listens to him. Michael's like, I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong place. I need to, I need to go. I'm not messing with like, that's the like, power. Maybe he's right. That's the, yeah. Maybe, you know, he's like, life I, changed. You know? He's like, that is the power of the charisma of Buster Rhymes. And he will make homicidal serial killer Michael Myers question himself and be like, am I in the right place? I'm not in, this is not my mark. I'm going to go back to where I need to be. <laughs> like, this is not my spot. Uh, oh, we're, we're going back to one. Oh, we're going back okay. to one? Gonna, okay, okay. I'll, I'll be we're back. We're going to reset this shot. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll be back. Let me just, I'll well, and two, so I actually did have Freddie Michael. Yeah, you're, I like Busta Michael better. But um, <laughs> where he's dressed up, mine mine comes with a video camera accessory. Again, you got to, oh, yes. you got to yeah, have yeah, yeah. the accessories yeah. Um, but you take the mask off and it's Busta under there. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, even watching the movie, it's almost an out of body experience watching someone in the Michael mask talk. Yeah. Like this is, I feel like I've just stepped through the looking glass here. <laughs> we, 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 you know, what am I watching? What's funny is, is so like test screenings of this and they even filmed some of these other scenes. Freddie's character is supposed to, in two different versions, he was supposed to like die in one of them. So like when Michael sort of takes him out and he knocks out, that was supposed to be Freddie's death scene. In other versions of him, he was supposed to like survive, but be very like apologetic at the end or whatever. But test audiences loved, and I'm not surprised, loved the heck out of Busta Rhymes. Like test audiences were like more, <laughs> more Busta Rhymes, please. Like, and so they shot some additional <laughs> scenes because it was just like we we didn't get enough of Busta Rhymes in this movie. Like, can we play? And I, look, I get it, man. Like, Busta's a cool dude. All reports seem to say like he's like a a nice and engaging guy. And uh, I love his I love his music. What I've heard of it. So like, yeah, Busta's Busta's a cool dude, man. It's hard to deny Busta's presence. I love the idea in 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 the ongoing like they could have done this as part of the Halloween franchise. Like, you know, uh, Loomis, crazy Loomis, seeing Michael everywhere. Um, young Jamie with the psychic link to her Frankenstein monster. She sicks on people, Michael. Yeah. Like, you yeah. could have done a bust a Michael movie, you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't know exactly what that plot is yet, but it's there. It's, would, it's for the taking. It is an hour and a half of him talking to himself. That's all it is. You know, like it's that, it's that hotel scene extended like and that's it and and you know what uh i i i can't say i wouldn't watch it <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> just being honest um uh, the only other the only other i had for resurrection was clown mask harold who is the patient mm, at the mm-hmm, facility mm-hmm. Lori is being held at i do like that moment like i like I like the energy yeah. of that moment where michael myers hands him the knife which in earlier drafts that was actually meant to be michael framing that character for the deaths that he's just perpetrated. But I like the idea. Huh. It, it comes across more as him passing the torch, which I kind of uh, also enjoy. But I just love that, like, then, as Michael's making his exit, that character is sort of rattling down the list, the history of Michael Myers. I just I enjoy that moment quite a bit. So, yeah, I like it. Well, Reed, it's time yes. to get back to the Michael Myers Halloween Hall of Fame kills mm. list. Mm. where we're, we're assembling this list across the franchise. Uh, thus far, we have at least two for each film, three for uh, four and five, because Blake Correct. was present for yep. those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hearty so list. We're, we're compiling this list. Yes, hearty uh, indeed. And um, it's going to be tough to whittle this down at the end. i got to be yeah. honest, there's a lot 
of bodies strewn yeah. across the Halloween franchise. A top ten is going to come out and of this, but I'm genuinely uncertain which ones will make it because these are all these are good ones. They're all good ones. So let's let's go back to old H two O and swim around a little bit in the river of blood. All right, I'm, trying, I'm going with the H two O sort of sure. imagery yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the kills in H two O is Jimmy. AKA Joseph Gordon Levitt, who gets a a hockey skate embedded in his skull, in his face. That's a bad way to go. It's rough. It is. It's cold as ice. Yeah, that was rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy's buddy gets stabbed. There is the nurse who is come to find out. Bum, bum, bum. Loomis, Sam Loomis's colleague. Yep. She gets her throat sliced for calling the cops next door. Mm-hmm. Um. Nope, that one wasn't a one. Charlie happens off screen. I don't remember who Charlie is. Oh, Charlie's Char- the friend. Yeah, Hartman's Charlie is the friend. He's the one that um, Sarah finds in the damn the waiter. waiter. Yeah. So um, damn waiter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Charlie is that. You got so, a body up in you. <laughs> his death happens off screen, but yes, his body is yes right there. Um, Charlie's girlfriend. She gets mm-hmm. sliced. Her foot gets slammed in the damn waiter. Her yeah. neck gets stomped. And then she's Sarah, brutally stabbed yeah. multiple times. And then strung um, up like a chandelier. Yeah. Oh, it's Alan Arkin, right? Yep. Alan Arkin. Nope. Is it Alan Arkin? Uh, Adam Arkin. Alan's Alan Arkin's father. the dad. Yeah. It's Adam Arkin. We, it is, in fact. Fairly certain it's Adam Arkin. Adam. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Adam Arkin gets stabbed and hoisted from behind mm-hmm. in true Michael Myers fashion. And that's... That's it because of, of Michael kills. Well, yeah. because they because they fake out um, LL, LL Cool J's death. Yes, um, yes, which wasn't like at the that. hand that of Michael good. anyway. But but yeah, they they right. fake out his right. death. Um, I have a so so. I'm about to do a thing. It's going to be brief, but do I'm about, I'm about to do a thing. I'm going to nominate a kill for the Hall of Fame. You have my preemptive permission to disqualify it. I'm gonna I'm gonna justify it as best I can, but I will not pitch a fit if you say no, we can't count that. Okay. Oh boy. I am I am nominating for the Kill Hall of Fame the person under the Michael Myers mask head getting chopped off by Lori at the end of H2O. And the reason I am nominating it is because technically that is a death orchestrated by Michael, not executed by Michael, but and in H two O as a as a insulated entity, it's not a Michael Myers kill, but Michael Myers is responsible for the death of that orderly because he 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 knew Laurie was going to get him, and so I, I will not fight live on pod if you're like Reed, we can't count that, and I have an alternate, but that was going to be what I was going to nominate as the well. Kill of Fame, it, Kill Hall of Fame. For the first time in the Hall of Fame candidacy process, um, you know the the potential for your your submission to be spat back out of the goblet of fire is <laughs> present. Um, but I want you to at least defend this choice a little bit, not because it does feel. I can't tell if it's a, a, a sideways choice because you're feeling cheeky, or a sideways choice because you believe that strongly in this as candidate so so okay i will start by saying honestly when i this is the most affecting kill in the entire film and in one of the most affecting kills in the entire franchise the energy around when laurie is reaching for him 
and then finally fakes him out and slices his head off with an axe and then stands there breathing as the final you know few seconds of the film that is there's a tremendous amount of energy and gravity around that moment when when we first see it we think that she has finally gotten rid of michael myers for good um so i do think as a as a kill that is noteworthy and memorable in the franchise it earns a place there the fact that michael is not the one holding the weapon is a technicality worth you know candidate observation but and but i but i will say that like it is one of the most memorable kills in this entire franchise fair but let's pretend for a moment that we're having this conversation after h2o comes out Mm -hmm. and we're making the same list it's not possible it's a candidate because even by your that is your logical your path of logic the mm-hmm. lackey logic at work, <laughs> we would not have known that it was an orchestrated sort of thing. That is so. So while so you, I'm, are- I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you choose. Do you it, if you want this as your submission? I'm not gonna fight you because this is meant to be fun and we're having yeah, a good of course, time. Of course, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What I, would ha- let's do this? Let's make it a twofer. Go okay. for it. Let's let's make our work harder. Uh, come oh, a couple weeks from now. So include that and, and go ahead my because alternate? I want I don't want to I don't want to take from you what you feel good about and feel sure, like sure. okay. So this is so no uh, just to be clear I was not being cheeky I was gonna you know make an attempt to actually make the case that the Michael Myers uh, mask getting head chopped off was a legitimate entry for the Kill Hall of Fame. So yes, if we can still permit that, my alternate was going to be just because of the extremities that she undergoes. My alternate was going to be Sarah who both escaped in and then got mangled by the dumb waiter or damn waiter, um, only to get stabbed multiple times and then strung up in her bloody visage by a chandelier. That was my alternate. If you, uh, if it had gone another way and you were like, no, we're not going to permit the Lori decapitation at the end. Uh, instead, uh, so that's my that's my alternate. Well, we'll, I mean, so. ultimately, we'll let the voters decide. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I am a, I'm a I'm a good sport, and I want you to have what works for you. Um, I am going to then, as my candidate, submit. Uh, finally, got his name right, Adam Arkin, his <laughs> character Will Brennan. So the reason I'm going to submit this mm-hmm. choice is I made fun of Halloween 2, Rick Rosenthal's Halloween 2, who also happened to direct Halloween Resurrection, by the way. Um, He sure did. Halloween 2's kill of the rigor mortis nurse, right? Mm, Who gets gets stabbed with a tiny scalpel and hoisted up off the ground. (laughs) You know, that's perfectly logical physics there. Um, (laughs) And is is like like a piece of lumber, just just you know, stoic and static in midair. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if this was an actor choice. I don't know if this was a director choice, but old Adam Arkin sells the hell out of the old Michael convention of no joke. get stabbed from behind, lifted up off the ground. It is Absolutely. a truly sort of unsettling moment when he, he just kind of leans into the, 
the physiology of what's happening to him and mm-hmm. shake shake rattle and rolling all up in the air and whatnot and it is it is not cool it's that ain't right it is my submission for h2o's kill list i love it i love it yep uh that's great and thank you for your generosity towards me with the uh the little uh divot i guess if you will at the end so it's all good um yeah sorry i was writing i was i was adding to the notes because you know we got to keep up with this somehow okay. um okay so halloween resurrection halloween insurrection um <laughs> oh, no the the kill list for this film is here we go you ready i'm so ready it's security guard one it's off screen but he gets decapitated his head gets found in the washing machine good lord you know, yes as you do mm-hmm. michael here's a thing here's a thing at the end of it all say what you will about iterations of the franchise uh movie movie to movie michael's a creative sob <laughs> i'm not gonna take it away from him he just he knows how to show off you know yeah he's an he's an artiste that's right at a certain point that's right um security guard two he discovers security guard one's head in the washing machine he stumbles backwards into michael gets his throat sliced that was it's, a pretty efficient kill you yeah. know michael was like i mean you're here okay yeah. fine he's like you get well, one too yeah i'm on a clock i gotta <laughs> you, i gotta you run. get a murder you get a murder <laughs> um three is laurie strode Lori uh, who, Strode, you know, kind of, kind of un- unintentionally plots her own demise here when she says, "I have to be sure it's you." Echoes of the end of H two O. She strung him upside down via contraption, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. grabs her, he hangs, he stabs her midair. She kisses him and says, "I'll see you in hell." Oh my gosh! Um, Indeed, camera guy on the crew. Michael oh yeah, uses the tripod. Yep, whose tripod death. Foot is remarkably and impressively sharp and pointy. That sh- probably should not have gone to market that way. Right? Um, I'm like, wow. That should have a little rubber footy on the bottom or something. 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 <clears throat> he takes the pointy end of this tripod, stabs it through my guy's throat, and he's on camera while, what's Tyra Banks doing? Making her coffee. She's making I can't coffee, blame her. man. I got to have some coffee. You know, I probably would have missed that too. Um, <laughs> The redheaded academic girl who I don't even know her name, but, you know, uh, she gets confronted by Michael in the basement and impaled on the metal gate prong thing. Is how I describe it. Yes. Um, She plays Donna, I believe. Bill. Yeah. Okay. Bill, the little white guy, busts uh, Michael. He's looking in the mirror. Oh, man. Michael busts through the mirror, bludgeons and stabs him. Yes. And then knifes him in the skull. That's intense. Oh, brutal. There's a lot of there's a lot of deaths in this one that um is. uh starbuck uh mm-hmm. she literally has her head sliced right off her shoulders like just clean just, off whew, those I, are, that's a sharp knife i don't want I, <clears throat> I mean i don't know what it's like to decapitate a person or be decapitated <laughs> it is like and he makes it look like you're just you know picking a grape off the vine yeah, you know, it, yeah. it is just oh, yeah. there is no just, <clears throat> yep barely takes effort mm-hmm. to pull this off um, Luke Kirby, my boy, uh, Michael stabs his knife into the wall. Oh, oh, he just places it. He's like, I don't even need this for you. Yes. And then he crushes basically. the skull. Do you remember yep. this? I do remember this. He's like, yeah, he was so, what? yeah. And then he that's takes like it back. chump Michael. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's, that's the toy is chump Michael. He's like, I'm not going to use this on you. Like you don't deserve don't my worry. knife. Yes. I'm just, I'm just, gonna. or he fakes you out and he's like, chunk. 
and you're like, oh, thank God. And then squash your head. Yes. And then Rudy, Rudy puts up a fight. He does. Then he is stabbed through the kitchen door three times. Yes. That is <laughs> so nasty. Michael, Michael was pissed on that one. He does not like it when you put up a fight. Yeah. Um, You will die quietly like that. Tyra Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. It's off screen. Apparently, this was shot, just didn't make it into the final edit. Yeah. And she's hung in the camera headquarters for the show. So those are the kills for resurrection indeed i didn't plan this but will you let me go first since you went first Please, on H2O? Yeah. No, yep, yep it has to be it has to be laurie strode mm-hmm. um mm. even though we'll get to the rest of the kill list over the course of the franchise and be like well wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> am i am i actually rendering my submission moot uh uh null and void um but again at the time, if you were to be like making a kill list post resurrection, like um, it's on the list. Absolutely, you absolutely. You can't compile a list of Michael Myers' greatest Michael Myers' greatest kills and not include the fact that he finally got the other sister. Um, no joke, no joke. That is my submission. Read um, what is what is yours? So I'm genuinely quite torn uh, between these two. I'm going to give an edge to this one. Uh, so so the the choice that I'm having to make is between do I go for shock and brutality or shock startle scare kind of thing. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take the this these are the types of conversations we have on the fear of God. That's now, right. When I'm choosing my favorite kill, that's is it right. for brutality or, or is it shock for, scare thrill? Yeah, like, I mean, exactly. What, what is, is be? how am I gauging this? So so for me, I mean, like there is a case to be made for. Jen, uh, Katie Sackhoff's character at the top of the stairs, just that, uh-huh. that that clean night. There's a strong case to be made for that. But for me, the kill that got me, and 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 the one that I am officially submitting to the Hall of Fame is Bill, who looked in a mirror mm. and found Michael. That this is a dumb movie. <laughs> this, <laughs> I looked this, in a mirror and found Michael Myers. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Like that, this movie. Like oh man, I uh, I have seen this movie before, and this is a really dumb movie. And even still, in this watching of it, I was like, oh, didn't remember that. <laughs> like, and it, I mean, it, it kind of it becomes me. a meta poop club moment because does, you know yeah. Bill, he yeah. just he just let it go, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. the body can I only have? handle so much startle <laughs> before it just says, nope. <laughs> oh, man, new shoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's, I mean, oh. like I said, the, 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 the gen decapitation for its brutality and its, and its sort of suddenness, you know, deserves an honorable mention. But my, my candidate for the Hall of Fame is going to be Bill looking in the mirror and finding Michael. So that's my... That's my I, official okay. nomination. Yeah. So I mean, for startle, yeah, that absolutely mm-hmm. takes the takes the cake. Um, All right. Read. So we got two movies here, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I know of your fondness for H two O. You know, it's it's hard to to wrangle anything thematic out of resurrection. So I'll, I'll kind of defer to you uh, if you want, if yeah. you've got anything you want to at least address of what happens in these two films from a, from a richer standpoint. So I'm going to point to something 
that I think, as we're recording this, we have not yet seen Halloween Ends, which also features the character of Laurie Strode, presumably, even just from the briefest of observations from the trailer, presumably angling towards a final confrontation between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, whatever that looks like and however that plays out. Um, so, so reserving a bit of judgment on that until we see Halloween ends. But if we were taking this in isolation, I do think there's some compelling things in here about confronting what scares you in H2O. And I'm not going to, A, the, the, the film is brisk and doesn't explore it in profound depth. And, and I'm not gonna, you know, try to belabor that by by just milking something myself for it. But I do find that interesting as an approach, particularly in how we have so many other horror films these days, wherein uh, trauma and 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 generational trauma and just having to find a way to confront your own anxieties um, is is handled in a lot of different and I'll say more fragile ways. Now, again, we have the David Gordon Green films, and they deal with it and approach the subject in a in a bit of a different way, in a bit of a different lorry. Um, the lorry here, I find to be considerably more like put together. She's definitely overprotective, definitely anxious, and she's a functioning alcoholic. They they directly call that out in the script. So she is. It's not as if she is uh, well. She is she is not whole in this movie. But I did largely extending from that moment that you cited earlier where she basically makes a choice where she's like, it's you or me now at this point. Like, I am I am not going to run from you anymore. This is now going to be you and me. And again, we get this again in the David Gordon Green films. I'm, that's probably the last time I'll cite it out because that it's obvious that that subject is approached again. But I'm just talking about H2O. I love the fact that she's like, okay, my family is... Is, is gone now. They're, they're on their way uh, out of here, uh, or at least on the outskirts of this specific vicinity, and I'm going to go in, and I'm not going to let this thing terrify me into running and hiding, or uh, significant, perhaps, in relationship to this film, or pretending to be somebody I'm not. She's changed her name. She's mm. got a whole new identity, got a whole new background, I am, and, and, and the energy around I am no longer going to let this thing that happened to me forced me to be somebody I'm not, and I'm going to confront it, and I'm going to make sure it can't terrorize me anymore. Um, and in the context of this film, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill it. It's not going to, uh, it's not going to haunt me anymore. And in such a way that when at the end of the film, Michael is incapacitated. That's not good enough for her. And of course, resurrection sort of undoes this. But the catharsis of no, no, no. I can't leave him just in the hands of a bunch of paramedics saying, yeah, he didn't make it or whatever. Like, this is, abs- I have to finish this. I have to provide myself some closure on my terms in this. And again, it's not as if this film is is saying anything profoundly mature, but that subject resonates with me. And I think is part of why this film still resonates so many years afterwards, is that this is not a heroine who is desperately crying out for help. This is a heroine who has said, no, you cannot do what you're doing to me anymore. I am, I am going to fight you for my own name, for my own 
autonomy, for my own freedom in the forward view, I am going to to fight back, which I find very energizing and galvanizing just as a as a concept and as part of why I love that moment where she's walking up the hill and to your point, you know, the music cues in and she's just, Michael! Like, it's, God, it's such a great moment. Um, yeah. So th- Well, yeah. and uh, two, two thoughts there. One, um, you know, definitely did not see this film on its release. Uh, so, so can't speak to what the conversations might've been around that time, but one of the, at least attempts at deftness this movie makes is the real sort of sense of like, wait a minute, you know, like she's got a different name. Yeah. Like in other words, there's, there's a slight and, and maybe there was never any illusion that this is literally the character Laurie Strode, but there's a slight, even cat and mouse with the audience. Yeah, uh, to the point that I love, I do love the scene when she's opening up to Adam Arkin and telling yeah. her story. Like that's a really not only just expositionally it, it functions well, you know, just from a pure story mechanic standpoint, but just from a character standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny you you brushed up against this, and and I don't know that I would have, uh, I don't know that these are going to sync up as well in verbalizing as they momentarily fleetingly did in my brain, but for, for just reasons, um, have been, you know, kind of in the dumps a little lately, just, you know, kind of mentally, I guess you'd say emotionally, just, I don't know, life is busy. There's a lot of things. And at a certain point you're just like, ah, F it. You know, you just Mm kind of have that feeling of, of whatever. And, and the, the mature person, or even the sometimes mature person can start to, and I, and I'd like to think of myself as at least one of those. Sometimes, you know, you start to kind of tease the threads of of okay, why why is this the the way? Why am I feeling the way I am? And and something that I love about the yelling Michael moment is just this need we have sometimes to just kind of stop running even even though we don't kind of comprehend that we're running when we're doing it right, right. like right follow the metaphor here it's 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 uh um awkward and a bit clumsy but you know for the for using myself as in the example here for for these feelings it's like okay why am i feeling this or or is there something you know kind of deeper i'm, I'm wrestling with or whatever and just uh, that that need occasionally to just turn around and shout the name yeah. of what's oppressing you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, and, and the, the power that can come when one, you recognize perhaps you're doing some running, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of realize that thing is happening, mm-hmm. uh, that it's not just, Oh, I'm down, you know, like, well, I'm down for particular reasons, perhaps and not, not right. even because literally X happened, you know, someone cut me off in the road. I don't even mean that it's, it's bigger things it's right larger tectonic plates kind of in your your spirit um and 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 you know just um by no means does turning and recognition result in full liberation sure but it it declares a step right Mm -hmm. uh and so i I don't know i i really i really love that and and you know, you, you made uh, a reference to it a couple of times, you know, even, even with 
the later films. That's still a really powerful in context narrative thing. Yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. that kind of happens. And, and you, you and I had uh, texted a little bit after, I think maybe after I watched resurrection, maybe after I watched H2O of just, I was sort of lamenting how you kind of wish there'd been a, a more cohesive through line through all of these yeah because of i i actually think about the mad max conversation you know what it would have been like to have mel gibson back yeah as a as a Mm -hmm. late late middle-aged person older man in fury road Mm -hmm. presence would have the heft it would have lent to Mm -hmm. you know future stories same idea here you you are getting older slash elder jamie lee curtis but you're kind of having to do a little bit of brain work, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit of lifting to kind of make the pieces fit. And, and sure, it, it it is what it is. You know, this 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 franchise has changed studio hands. It's changed producing hands. I mean, it's right, just right. been you know put through the Michael Myers ringer, uh, and so it kind of almost unfortunately by virtue of those things not have had. Uh, it, it, it's almost not possible for it to have had a cohesive sort of vision play out, but kind of makes you wish that were easier to have pulled off. But nonetheless, the point simply being, I thought about this when you were saying it, what's cool about H2O, even in reference to, to the David Gordon green stuff is you're seeing, you're seeing middle-aged Laurie Strode yeah. in that film, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing 40 year old Laurie or whatever yeah. age roughly she's approximately, and and even if it's a multiversal iteration, you've got teen Lori in seventy eight. You got yeah forty year old Lori in H two O. You've got now sixty sixty five year whatever age she's meant to be mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the David Gordon Green stuff. And so it's just kind of cool seeing that arc, even if it's kind of like imperfect and smudgily presented. Yeah, um, yeah. Seeing this character war with these internal dynamics over time Mm -hmm. no absolutely absolutely and i think kind of went all over the place there i'm sorry no i don't feel like you did it's i don't think the film intends it to be an exploration of this but i do think there's an intention towards getting this archetype right where it in essence the character of michael myers is the ethereal boogeyman shape That's the character of Michael Myers. What makes Halloween as a franchise work at its best, not what makes it work at all, but what makes it work at its best is Laurie Strode, who is not a helpless, um, inept sort of damsel in distress. She is a resourceful, capable, autonomous individual traditionally viewed as fragile and in need of rescue, but Laurie Strode confronting this monster is what makes this franchise work. That's what makes this this concept uh, really, really sing. Um, and so, yeah, we get a profound distillation of it here. Um, and no, I think, uh, I think there's a lot for people to anchor into and be able to walk away with a little bit more infusion of courage. I love your language there of just, I'm, I'm not going to run. I'm just not, I'm just not going to flee anymore. Like you can't, you can't make me flee. 
uh, nor am I just going, and this is important, nor am I just going to let you kill me. Um, it's, I'm, I'm going to go down fighting and, uh, and I might in that process, take you out to where I will have my freedom and my life ahead of me and you will not be a part of it anymore. Now, obviously we are speaking of things that for this film are literal. We are speaking of them in metaphorical terms. You know, these are the things which haunt you, the, the, the ghosts and remnants of your past, past trauma, past failure, uh, past whatever has happened uh, that at a certain point you have to, whether it be through therapy, whether it be through prayer, whether it be through meditation, whether it be through some version of um, health and wellness and, and, and self-betterment, you reach a point to where you say, you, that thing from that past, you are no longer going to dictate my forward view life anymore. And that's a very energizing uh, and, 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 dare I say, inspiring kind of concept. So love that. Love that about this. Um, and yeah, that's that's another big reason why this is still one of my favorite sequels in this franchise. So yeah. Good and, one. and then there's Resurrection. So there's there's all that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, are you good to go to the fog meter for these two films? I am good to all go right. to the fog meter. Let's do it. So we'll do what we have done before. And we will uh, sort of give our fear and God measurements on each film at itself. So, um, or like at the same time. So, um, Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. What would you give both films, each film, I should say? Uh, the fog meter is our very specific metric of fear and God. We rate the scares, we rate the substance. What would you give the fear measurement for each of these films? You know you've matured in your in your <laughs> horror intake when it's like, eh, all right, that's scary. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give the edge to H2O. I just think it's it's what's baked in it gives some extra um, extra sort of heft to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think for those two moments, they really do a lot of heavy lifting for the movie overall. And so for those two moments, I'm going to land at a six for H2O. It's, All right. There's some traditional, but well, per, well delivered Michael kills. Um, you know, it's not, uh, uh, overly frightful, uh, mm-hmm. but the, the, the well designed kills coupled with those two pretty audacious and impressive and powerful moments are going to push it into that level. Certainly. Certainly. What would you give for resurrection? Oh, sorry. Um, I mean, um, yeah, a five. I'll go with a five. Okay. I mean, what it has as a movie itself, it's got a lot of kills. And so at a certain it point, does. you're like, okay, some of these work, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, uh, I, I can receive that. There's a, an inclination on my part to be even more generous towards H2O and even more harsh towards resurrection um, might wind up splitting the difference a little bit. So, for H2O, for myself, I'm going to give um, a. I'm going to give it an eight. Man, I love. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I just love the energy around moments like her screaming, Michael. Moments like uh, when she sees him in the mirror, or like in through the 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 window. Like mm-hmm. there's just the 
this is an energizing film, uh, and I'm I'm talking fear here, but this is the, there's just a, there's such a, an infusion of enthusiasm uh, around my viewing of this film, even all the many times that I've that I've watched it. Um, so yeah, eight for me on that. Resurrection, as I said, I'm going to be a little bit more harsh. You are spot on about the kills; they're gruesome. The 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 mirror moment definitely got me. The gen decapitation is rough. Laurie Strode finally biting the dust. Um, but I still am inclined to be a little bit more harsh. And so I'm actually going to go three on the fear measurement for resurrection. Um, for the God meter, um, listen like resurrection, which I'll start with just has freaking nothing to it. Uh, there's some, there's the occasional interesting idea baked into its original concept, but that is all. And for that, I'm going to give it a paltry one and a half on the God meter. Now, H2O, while I admit it doesn't do a lot of exploring uh, in tremendous depth, I mean, this is one of the few instances in this run, Halloween at Halloween, where we've actually had the opportunity to talk about some things that resonated with us a little bit more thematically. So again, my inclination is to be generous. So I'm going to give it a seven on the God meter for, uh, for H2O. What do you give for the God meter for each of those films? I'll go in the order you did. Uh, Resurrection. I'll 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 do a one. I'll undercut you, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll cut you. No, what I want to do? I'm gonna <laughs> stab my knife into the wall, so I won't cut you. I'll just pop your head. Um, uh, <laughs> for H two O, I think, I think you know, it 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 is after more, um, and and I'll I'll give it some credit there because even because what it could have been is a pretty empty slugfest, right? Uh, sure. As much as yeah. mm-hmm. Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in a slugfest, you know, kind of has a silly kind of connotation to it, but it could have been a pretty empty brawl. Film. Yeah, I get it. Uh, instead, it's a pretty well, deli- pretty well drawn and reasonably well delivered character based overcoming conflict. Yeah. Piece. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so from that standpoint, I'll, what did you say? You said a seven. I gave it a seven for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll overcut you and go seven and a half. What? What? Look at that. <laughs> um, well, that means that we give, I'll start with resurrection. We give Halloween resurrection uh, a three out of 10 on the fog meter, which does not surprise me for that film, but we give Halloween H two O a seven out of 10 on the fog meter. Uh, pretty, pretty substantive showing. Um, I don't have at the ready, uh, in my pocket right now, what we've given to the other installments. That'll be fun to go back and listen to. But um, would you recommend either of these films? Uh, absolutely. I'd recommend H2O. I mean, I think especially uh, H2O by itself, if if you were to just randomly be like, I want to watch a Halloween movie. Um, I, I wouldn't <laughs> start with it, you know, even though I think it's a competent and, and really well, you know, kind of well-realized film. Uh, I think you get more out of it. If you've got the context under your feet. Um, mm-hmm. but do I recommend it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to recommend resurrection, uh, except for the completist or the Buster rhymes fan. Yeah, know, no, no, I get it. The- um, Buster rhymes is an undeniable saving grace to resurrection, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of go to, to either end of, of where you did in terms of my resurrection. I actively discourage people from watching resurrection, um, except in cases where we're going to talk about it on a podcast and you want to keep up. So, um, but, but in general, just in everyday life, I'm like, don't waste your time on resurrection. Like there's just not much there. Um, I sometimes have recommended H2O 
for people who have never seen a Halloween movie. Now, if you're going to do it properly, you need to watch the OG and and ostensibly kind of need to watch part two to get the sibling connection that exists there. Um, But I think Halloween H2O, if you were just unacquainted with the franchise, kind of gives you the basic context that you would need. You won't appreciate the moments, particularly in the first 10 minutes, but it you won't be lost it's and 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 possibly will still have some fun with it even if that was your first installment into the halloween franchise so i strongly recommend h2o uh and and strongly discourage people from seeing resurrection just uh unless you're making a whole franchise run so that is one more uh installment for halloween at halloween so next week ladies and gentlemen you probably know this was coming uh, <laughs> um, so we are we are nearing the end. We only have a couple more of these uh, podcast episodes to go through, and of course, you cannot talk about the Halloween franchise without coming across the two Rob Zombie directed films in this franchise. So next week we are going to be diving into Rob Zombie's 2007 remake of Halloween. And his sequel to that same film, uh, Halloween 2, sometimes referred to just as H2. I want to make one uh, particular stress here that uh, we don't always do. Um, I'm going to ask that you please be mindful, particularly of Halloween 1, Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. We are going to be discussing the theatrical cut, and that is what we are, if you're going to watch these movies, that's what we're encouraging you to see if if you're going to watch it to keep up with us. I'm going to make a particular note here. The director's cut of Rob Zombie's Halloween is pretty prominent. It is actually more prominent than the theatrical cut, as I've surveyed the internet and availability. Um, But please uh, be mindful if you watch the director's cut. There is a a very, very graphic scene in it uh, that I'm not going to detail for you here, but that really makes it uh, almost impossible for me to recommend people watch it. So, So consider that your word of caution. Uh, We are going to be talking about both of those Rob Zombie films, and I'm encouraging you, if you do choose to watch those with us, that you watch uh, the theatrical cut of Rob Zombie's Halloween, not his director's cut. The director's cut has a scene that I just don't want anybody watching, so um, there's that. But In case you were going to part ways without mentioning this, I will throw in, as having seen these both for the first time, uh, extreme caution on the second one just it's kind of oh sure sure yeah i, I think is worth mm-hmm. mentioning um, yeah but yeah we are gonna have a fascinating conversation i'm actually very very eager and excited to have the conversation so we so so please do join us next week um we just want to be responsible podcast hosts and friends and community leaders and let you know that like yeah uh there's there's definitely a friendly word of warning if you want to put it that way, against uh, the the Rob Zombie-directed films. They are fascinating in their way, and I think we're going to have a really fantastic conversation out of it. But just in the interests of consideration, uh, do a little bit of research if you need to, and be mindful before diving into them in a way that we don't always caution before looking at the others, because they have some extremities that are, uh, that, that are very <laughs> unique. Uh, they're, they're unique to Rob Zombie's uh, visionary template. So... Uh, that is next week. Also for the patron segment, we will be talking about Treehouse of Horror 5 from The Simpsons Season 6. Treehouse of Horror 5 from The Simpsons Season 6. So patrons, join us for that. Everybody else, join us for Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. And as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing 
Thank you as always, Nathan. Thank you as always, listeners. We will see you next week. See you guys. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media and episode archive, essays, merchandise, and more. If you love what we do, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast, where you will unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online events, and so much more. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of TracerMatula.com for our artwork. Our assortment of talented musicians, Andrew Nelson, the Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes. And to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music. Special thank you also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hi, everybody. <laughs>